Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, a language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool, too. We want to start out by saying a special thank you to our sponsor, Studio Headphones. Studio offers some of the best quality sound and best-built headphones on the market without the outrageous prices that other brands offer. They offer a variety of different styles, including over-the-ear, wired earbuds, and completely wireless Bluetooth buds. The two newest models are the Klar, which are over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones that offer 30 hours of playtime. Hold on. 30 hours continuous playtime without being recharged. And the Tolve, which are totally wireless Bluetooth earbuds, that offer seven hours of playtime in a case that holds four additional charges for the buds. So check out studio.com where you will find some of the best quality headphones and earbuds on the market. And if you enter Dark Windows 15 at checkout, they will take 15% off your entire order. What's going on, everybody? What's up? How do they do, interneters? How was, uh, how was everybody's week, huh? Uh, interesting. Yeah? I've definitely been... Doing a lot of work around my house recently. Get some like uh, fake spring cleaning. Mm, yeah. Nice. I'm leaving at that. Too much. Too much stuff to talk about. <laughs> I did that last week. Oof. Sucks. When you realize like I have way too much shit. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and you keep going. You're like I have way too much shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just gonna throw you away. <laughs> then I just put it in another boxes. You know keep it for a later date yeah i'll throw this away later yeah i built a bookshelf i see it looks good <laughs> that was uh that was my side project for this week you're done good kid you're done good and of course when you, you get like right up on top of it, nope it looks fine down. Shut it's, up. it's crooked as fuck because the wood was all warped and shit from it doesn't the matter eh. it looks good i like that color yeah the the whole thing cost me uh well, I mean, for materials and stuff, it was like 12 bucks because I had to buy stain and rags. But then I also maybe talked my wife into letting me buy a new Milwaukee tool to cut everything off with. It was like 80 bucks, but I'll use that for work anyway. So Usually the way it works around <laughs> my house is that if I do any home improvement job, I get to buy a new tool. 
So I, I will, or buy the new tool and then use it on said project. I didn't do it this time because I have everything. I was like, I don't need any more crud. Do you, do you have a copy, like a blank copy of that contract? Because I need one of those for, for mine. <laughs> no, you, no, you just say, like, honey, if you want me to do this, that's fine. However, you get what you want, I get a new tool. Yeah. If that doesn't work, then you buy the new tool and be like, why'd you buy this? Because uh, I need it for this project. Exactly. That's a good a call. Duh. Fuck. You're smart, dude. Skills. Much, much smarter than you look. Yeah. Much smarter than you look. I'm, you're smarter than all three of us look. Oh. <laughs> Will that work for my dog? Yes. He, he just, he just sit there and look at you like, what the fuck are you even talking about? You don't have ham. <laughs> <laughs> pet me, motherfucker. No, don't pet me. I don't like you. Just... Did you say you're just going to give me food? What? Bacon? All right. Yeah. Pup, I will give you food if you let me buy this tool. Whatevs. Go buy whatever you want, kid. You want all the food? Give me now. Oh, yeah. Spe- speaking of buying tools, I had to replace a bunch of tools because some cocksucker stole my drill and impact driver out of my car at a gas station. So if you're listening mm. to this, if I find you, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm going to taser your nutsack. Speaking of tools, Seth. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. That was the best of the shitty transition so far. Yeah, and you ruined it with your computer noise. No, I think we kind of... You owe people a beer. Balls. So the fun little tool he's talking about with, you know, Valentine's Day coming right around the corner. And you know I'm not the only one that likes to pay miniatures. There's other people out there. You have people that you love like deal with sure you know that pay miniatures or like to be in the hobby world head on over to gamemv.net home of the hobby holder i said it before i said it again and i'll keep saying it it is an amazing tool one multi-purpose painting tool that will help you get all those fabulous little details on your miniature get all what you need put it in the cart put in the promo code broadstone at checkout and it will save you 10 percent off the entire order well done. Yeah, he's currently in Vegas. Oh, Kit? Yeah, nice. for OBO. Nice. Going to be at Adepticon in less than a month. So he's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Do, him a, do me a favor when you get there when you see him. Hug him. Give, me a, give him a big hug and like maybe like gently tap his butt or something? Nope. Or high five? I'll give him a high five. Okay. Kiss him on the mouth? Mm, <laughs> not till we really get to know each other. Pack After cheek. a couple beers. Listen, they have right to go on a cheek. first date first. Does he have a beard? Yes. Beard kissing. He's got actually sweet little handlebar, little curls coming. Fucking fabulous. Dude, beard kissing. That's all you got to do. It'd be perfect. So back to serious talks, though. So like we were talking about with... Uh, the Kentucky Hornswoggler. The what? Who? The what? I don't know. No, we're still in Texarkana. We're nowhere near Kentucky. Oh, oh. Don't sorry. pick fights with Kentucky. And Jesus That's my Christ, job. dude. Fucking giving sad. away next week's episode where we're going to talk about the South, you know, the South Illinois butt bandit. Fuck. I was actually wondering if we're going to talk about the wet bandits. I said this Kentucky butt burglar. Wet bandits. Butt burglar, butt bandits. They're the same people. (laughs) Wet wet bandits. Bandits. You know. I love that movie. Oh, thank you. I was like. The first two were good. The third one was a fucking abortion. The fourth one was horrible. So let's let's pick up uh, where we left off last week. Um, Also, that woman's still a badass. Yes. Oh, the one that got shot and then ran and then kept going and then. And you know, I I got a we got a message on Instagram from uh, one of our followers on there that said he's heard reports where he had heard what we said where she was shot once. He had also heard where she had been shot two or three times in the head and then still ran off. Jesus. Either way, 
that's a bad bitch. <laughs> no, we're not even calling her a bad bitch. That is no, a badass I, woman. I mean that in like the most respectful way. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like um, scary ass shit, bro. I couldn't even imagine. Like I got shot in the head with a pellet gun once, and a BB know. gun, paintball gun. Never an airsoft gun, thankfully. Oh, those ones, those ones. Got suck. hit in the head with a chair. Like a lot of these times, this shit just made me like cry and whimper. I can never imagine like actually like a real. Yeah. Headshot. I get hit in the head with a hammer. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. No thanks. <sighs> All right. So the Texarkana Asperger. Well, he was a phantom. He wasn't, you know, not so much of a ghost or a phantasm. Because I, oh, what if he's the Texarkana phantasm? That's way fucking better, I think. From Batman? The Phantasm? The Texarkana Orgasm? You're talking about like sexual content a lot, man. No, Wrong the, show. That, that's, Wrong that's, show. That's when you get a reach around, but they put your, their <laughs> finger in your pee hole while they're doing it. That's the Texarkana Orgasm. Ooh. Yeah. So you're no. getting like fingered and jacked off at the same time. It's fucking intense. Doesn't I, feel good. I don't want to know. There's usually blood involved. It's great. Okay, so. <laughs> all so, right. The Texarkana... Uh, I don't know. Phantom. Yeah, fa- phantom's the word, word you're looking for. Ke- when, was he serial killer, technically? Uh, yeah, because by, he, he, by, by the standards now? Yeah, because he killed four but people. He's, but he's more like, what, a spree killer, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's on that like gray area, spree killer, serial killer kind of deal. Because he's not like, you know, he was just, what, four people? Yeah, four, well, five people? three people makes you a serial killer. But, well... By today's standards. Yes, but this was before the term serial killer existed, so he was would have been a quote-unquote maniac. Oh. Yeah. A wild man. Something like that, like a maniac or some something like that, because they didn't have, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, he killed four people over the course of like three months, so. Was it, f- it was four? Yeah, well, or was it five? It was four. Well, because you had the, the two. You had the, the young couple in oh, the no, car. Oh, no, first, yeah, they didn't kill them. No, he had the young couple in the and car that the they next... found in the park, and then the family, at the uh, the man and his wife yeah, at the house. Yeah, he had that first young couple that he, he kind of let go. Yep. After he made one strip. Yeah, and he, he fiddled the lady with the pistol, which yeah. is gross. I think it would have so. been closer to, like, like we said last week with uh, Otis in the hotel room for Devil's Rejects, where he was just, just being a fucking generalized creep with a pistol. Trying to prove dominance and everything. Yeah. Um, so at this point in time, the town that had usually had been really friendly with, you know, everybody loved their neighbors. You could just wander around the street. You could go into your neighbor's house without knocking shit like that. <laughs> kind of reminds you of some places up here, right? You know, yeah, you leave your doors unlocked, have fun. Yeah. Like when we were growing up, Kevin, we just fucking walk right into the other person's house. Who gave a shit? You know, we knew who the other one was, you know, you just, it was, we were neighbors. You just fucking walk in. All of us. Yeah, exactly. All of us when we grew up. Yeah. Did that. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Um, so this was now turning into a town of people that very, very, very rarely left home after dark. They were buying ammo and rifles and shotguns and everything whenever they got chances to. And they're having deadbolts installed, which is a really was a big thing for the town because, again, people didn't lock their doors. And now they're locking them down, like locking their houses down like prisons. Some of the families went so far as to booby trap their houses to keep the keep safe from the phantom. Um so it kind of, it's kind of like basically what everybody was doing for uh, Son of Sam. Yes. And yes. Berkowitz. And, yes. Because you know, everybody was like, oh, we got to, you know, it kind of put everybody on a, on a on high alert. Exactly. Um, 
Except this would have been more like Home Alone style booby traps, like putting well, no, nails no, no. on the stairs, heating <laughs> well, up a door yeah. handle with like a little curling iron. Well, I, I didn't because I mean I didn't know if, I don't know if anybody actually did that with Berkowitz, but I knew that people were I like, people okay, hey, you know, you, you you come home at night, you know, you don't travel out by yourself as right. a, if you're a woman, right? If you are, you travel as a group. Uh, I mean, you you had women you that know. went so far as to cut their hair and dye it different colors so that they, they wouldn't be targeted by him. But with this guy, it's not so much if you – doesn't make a difference if you're one or two. Or if you're two, you'd have to be probably more than two right. with this guy because right. he wouldn't really give a rat's ass if you're just uh, two. Because, well, as we talked about with in the first episode with – well, he went and he – Pretty much scared the living shit out of that young couple. He beat the fuck out of uh, out of uh, then, Jimmy Hollis, and then went to the next couple, and well, he killed, actually no. it, it escalated to killing them. I apologize. He killed six people because he had the first the first couple that got away. Well, they, he let him go, didn't right? He? Yep. Yeah, those ones got away. Where he beat the guy with the pistol, and she ran off, and that wasn't enough. So and then, then you had the second couple where he, uh, with the CB that was killed in the car with the girl in the back seat. Yeah, and then they then found had, those two separate places. Yeah, no, those ones were both found in the car. The next couple were found in the in the separate places with um, Betty Jo Booker and I can't recall his last name was Martin. They were found in the separate places, and then you had the Starks. Well, okay, so five people because uh, Mrs. Stark survived. So five yeah. people. Yeah. So I, you know. Okay, so five. Yeah, I, I thought four, but it was five. Yeah, um, which if he if he had shot right, he she probably wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah I, it, I'm so amazed that she survived dude, that because getting shot and the bleeding and the adrenaline and the, how the blood pumps uh, pumps out. Did yeah. you did you find it? Because I know we had a comment from a from a listener that said that they had heard that she had been shot uh multiple times yeah. in the head or whatever and survived it. So did you see anything that I, I saw reports where she had been shot like upwards like once or twice. But if she was shot if she was shot more than once they were like pop pop like very rapid succession shots because they hit very close to where the other one was. So nothing concrete that says nothing that she really actually concrete. I didn't was find shot twice. I didn't find any like medical records or anything, but I also didn't really dig into it that deep for that part. Could have been a grazing shot. Exactly. It Not like been. actual like a penetration shot, more like one just nicks her and she keeps going. So yeah. like so this guy was kind of as we can see, he was, you know, he stepped up his game. He went from all right, I wanna see what I can do here with the first couple. As far as we know it's the first couple. Yeah. Because it could be more you know, something else. Then he went to murder, went, Oh, hey, I like that. Went to murder again. Then went to go do then it's like, hey, I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone here. I'm gonna try to Go to the people's houses. I'm gonna bat from the other side of the plate and see what, see how I do or, there. Not houses, their house. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a pull off, or I'm gonna be out away from, and I'm gonna shoot them. This, you know, yeah. But we don't know if. I mean, I guess we have. Did we get to the point of whether did he strike again after that? Uh, not in Texarkana. Those the the attack on the Starks was the last uh, the last attack in Texarkana. Probably noticing that his escalations, things are getting a little bit more of a lockdown on the town. People are being a little bit more cautious. Yep. Thus causing things to be a little bit more difficult for him and not easily accessible, like how these previous people were. 
because if he's not liking what happened with the home invasion angle, right, he's going to go back to what he knows his comfort zone is, which is people that are on the side of the road, people by themselves. Do what you do best. And and the thing <clears> was, like after the attack on the Starks, I I'm gonna I'll, I'll get into that part in a little bit with with what I've got for that, but like some of the one of the booby traps back to that that I saw for um, where these families were booby trapping their houses. One of them was they locked the door. They tied a pot of because their stove was right next to the front door. Mm-hmm. They tied a pot of boiling water to the inside of the doorknob. So if somebody opened the door, it would have fucking tipped it onto them. So that's that's cheaper than ADT. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> you know? you'd be able to know they would oh, run out, and then you hear somebody screaming, and you see them with bolt like scalding burns. Oh yeah, you 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 definitely hear that somebody fucking shrieking from a blister like their leg just instantly blistering up from boiling water did they do anything like as far as not with their houses like vehicles because since he liked to uh get them in the vehicle when they're parked not really but there's a good reason for that and we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit so okay i gotta refresh okay so um he he stopped them did he did he they were stopped, right? Yes. All of them yeah, were they, stopped. Most of them were stopped on the side of the road he having a little neck session. Necking. Okay, he little didn't stop. Sexing. He didn't come up. He didn't like, you know, do like flashlights no, and stop. No, and, none of that. He okay. would he would wait till they were stopped. Just just wanted to refresher, you know, yeah. for everybody to be like, okay. So the other the other big thing that happened a lot was there was groups of uh of boys from like the local high school and the, the local college that would were banding together. They were out patrolling the street with fucking baseball bats, makeshift weapons. Night and stuff, watch type of thing. Exactly. Security detail. They're out looking. They're out actively looking for this guy. Like we're gonna beat his ass when we find him. What Unfortunately, if he was one of those people. <laughs> Dude, did you read this? Did ESPN you, man? Did you fucking read this before I nope. just pulled it up? Okay, I got that ESPN. Okay, <laughs> you scared the shit out of me there for a second. <laughs> so, I come with a phone and that's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know if I was like, like, did I accidentally fucking email you or something? <laughs> nope. I come so, with a drink, a phone, and a taskmaster. Bad attitude. Bad in a good way. Punchy. <laughs> anyway. So during the, these times, uh, there were consistent, there was, oh, consistent. There were constant rumors and news that someone's son or nephew had been arrested and the, you know, the police were ready to, to officially file charges on somebody, this, that, the other. None of it was true. Which small town speculation exactly and rumor mill? What's uh? Well, what, the, what the hell do they say? In Letter Kenny. Bad gas travels fast in the small town. Something like that. Telephone game. Everybody knows gossip. You tell one person, don't let it go anywhere. Don't worry. Hey, did you hear about what's going on? Don't don't tell anybody. I'm not supposed to tell anybody. You're not supposed to know this. I don't know. Yeah, this. Did you hear Billy Ray Jenkins? He got arrested for what? I don't know. He must have been. He must have been the fan of me. Couldn't have been. You know, him out. He couldn't have just been out fucking drunk streaking again. So as you can kind of tell, like with rumors and shit flying around, I made the job that the police were trying to do a lot harder. So because they're, you know, they're out trying to put these rumors to rest. We we haven't arrested anybody. We're not filing charges. Yada yada yada. And they're still trying to do an investigation. So that makes it fucking like kind of difficult for them to keep everything straight. Um, after the attack in the Starks, the town was flooded with media and law enforcement agencies from all over the area, as you'd probably guess with, you know, being a small town and crazy shit going on and everybody wants to know. There was This was the most attention that the town of Texarkana had ever received for anything. Um, 
until a little movie came out. Exactly. So from if if I was the Phantom, and I'd seen all this media and all these different law enforcement agencies coming into town, I'd have fucking split. But I would have been very quiet about it. I wouldn't have been like. I would cover it up and be like, you know what? I'm leaving. They're like, why are you leaving? I don't want to. This yeah. is apparently an unsafe town. I don't want to yeah. be here anymore. I'm getting out of here. I got transferred for work. Something like that. You know, you're not like fucking screaming out of town, tires squealing and shit. Just very. I just blame the killings. Yep. Like, I'm out of here because of all these killings. The group that led this investigation were no, absolutely no fucking joke. And we all know why the Texas Rangers got involved. They Walker, came in. Texas Ranger. I think the guy that that led this investigation is actually the basis for him because he's a pretty fucking badass. The man that led the Texas Rangers was a man by the name uh, was named. Whee. No, I don't think he made that noise. No he might, he was he was he grew up in Texas, so he might have. Never mm. know. <laughs> so leading the the uh, fuck the man at the helm for the uh, the Texas Rangers was a man by the name of Manuel Lone Wolf Gonzalez. What a badass name. Again, if I was the Phantom and I knew that a dude whose nickname was fucking Lone Wolf was after me, I'm gone. I'm moving to a different fucking planet at that point. Fucking vapor, bro. Hailing from San Antonio, Texas. No, actually. <laughs> believe it or not, he was actually the first Texas Ranger of uh, of Spanish descent. And when I say Spanish, he was born in Spain, not Mexican Spanish. Oh. Yeah, which I was like... When I first read it, I, I typed it in. I was like, oh, he's the first uh, the first Texas Ranger captain of Mexican descent. And I looked again, and I'm like, no, no, he's he's Spanish. Like, he was also known as a quote-unquote ruthless charmer. I'm not real sure what to make oh, of that. Ladies loved him. He's like Antonio yeah. Benderas. But, like, was he, like, aggressively charming? <laughs> yeah, you look at him like, wow, man, I'm, like, just, like, I'm in pain because how beautiful you are. Like James Bond aggressively charming? Like, no. No does not mean no. No means yes. Five no's in a row means no. <laughs> Is that, that's where I'm I'm thinking here. I don't know. I could go with it. I could see it. Okay. Huh? Repeat that one more time from the Okay, top. so like James Bond. He never he never took no for an answer from a woman. Watch any love scene with that yeah. man and she's pushing him away, pushing him away, and, and he's like, just keeps coming No, 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 you love it. <laughs> Prime example, Sean Connery. Oh, dude. Is there any other James Bond? Sean Connery in no. Goldfinger when he has was it a lot of or the the pilot, they're they're doing a judo fight in the barn, and she keeps like no no no, and he's like yeah yes. yeah yeah. Sometimes you gotta give him a slap in the face. Your mother's a whore, Trebek. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they neck in the they neck in the yeah. barn, they neck in the barn. Bam, that's aggressive lover. Yeah. Uh, or he, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was based off this dude. We don't know. We'll, safe word, we'll, pineapple. We'll never know. Pineapple. Safe word, deeper. <laughs> Safe word, bitch. Hmm. So when harder, when I was reading about this guy, the first thing that kind of popped into my head, like I bet he looks like the sheriff from House of a Thousand Corpses, like this big kind of like bulky bald dude with oh, a that, mustache. Yeah, yeah, you know, you look like about. he doesn't take shit from anybody. Not and not his brother, right? No, well, his brother also didn't take shit from nobody neither. But they also like he, of two people of different descent. He kind of yeah, that was weird, right? They. He kind of looked like a cross between the two of them, but he also did not look like he took shit from nobody. Um, Probably took his job very seriously. Oh yeah, he was fucking hardcore. Like, because wasn't the brother? Wasn't he? Wasn't he a Texas Ranger? Yes, they were both were. Yeah, just one was Latino. No, looking. Uh, I no, I thought the, the no, they were, they were sheriffs. They were uh, Rugsville sheriffs. They weren't. Uh, no, because he maybe was no because the, the younger the bro- brother was the brother a that was in. 
uh, Devil's Rejects. He was a ranger. That's right. Was a ranger, and then the one House of Thousand Corpses was, was a sheriff. Was the sheriff? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And then uh, Tom Howells and was then that the, guy. The uh, transvestite from Sons of Anarchy was the deputy in the first one. Yes. Venus. That was the older brother. <laughs> yep. See, like, that's what I thought of. It's like just fucking hard-boiled, like, Texas cop. And you're just like, dude, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Yeah, dude. Look at that man. He'd whoop your ass. Look you at that, that mustache. got that sweet womb broom and an excellent little flavor saver for later. <laughs> that fucking mustache has its own zip code. <laughs> mm. Dude, he could be uh, Liver Eating Johnson. Robert Redford was, though. Oh, actually, he can't. He's dead? Yeah, 2015. Uh-huh. Damn it. Damn. That hit a little bit deep. Okay, so continue. Let's get back to it. Uh, Gonzalez spent a lot of time providing uh, interviews for national newspapers and radio shows about the investigation. Um, so I'm hearing that he probably said a lot of no's and we're not talking about it, and I mean it type thing. Yeah, uh, it was. There was a lot of ain't no need to get excited yet. Stay calm, you know. But this was also the same guy that was telling town town folk like, go buy guns. Prepare yourself to defend yourself. Well, it is Texas. Exactly. And but if anybody comes in your house, anyone knocks on your door, you don't know who they are. Go ahead and exactly. shoot. Exactly. He's like, if somebody- shoot first, we'll ask questions later. Exactly. He he was he was like, stay calm, but stay ready. Very very level headed, you know. Hmm. He, he even actually uh, he went so far as to take uh, a young reporter from Life Magazine out to the Stark House to take pictures of the crime scene. So as most of the South was looking for a masked madman who was targeting young couples on roadsides, reports started coming in from all over the area. Um, You had reports coming in from different parts of Texas, uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Arizona, all these different places like, oh, there's somebody doing that here. It must be the same guy Mm -hmm. when it's it's realistically it's one of the more one of the more common crimes was just like. You walk up on people in a car, hold them at gunpoint, whatever. In, in all, the investigators would consider over 400 suspects, and only a few of those actually got any attention, like legitimate attention from the authorities or the media. One was an unnamed middle-aged man who was from College Station, which is uh, about five hours away. He was at one point in time considered the prime suspect. He'd been caught sneaking up on parked cars that had young couples in them with a 22 rifle and threatening to hurt them and robbing them. Huh. Right. He was never convicted 22 for... rifle. Yeah. I can see the similarities. Sneaking around, around uh, couples in a car. Right. Threatening them, robbing them. Yeah. You know. Was he, he a college kid? No, he was a middle-aged man, so he was probably 30s, 40s, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, he was never convicted of murder, but was sentenced for other crimes. Many people think that... Uh, many of the people were like, oh, it must have been the Phantom because he had the 22 rifle. Even though for the Phantom, the 22 was a one-off. He used it at the Stark at the Stark attack. That was it. Other yeah, than that, he was a thirty-two guy. Uh, over in Fayetteville, a young male grad student at the University of Arkansas had killed himself uh, during the investigation of the scene. A suicide note was found that had a poem and a confession to the murders in Texarkana. His military record showed that he had displayed quote homosexual tendencies during his time in the Navy. At that point in time, homosexuality was actually still considered like a mental disorder. So you to straight camp, fix you. Yeah, and they, they would have linked that to violent crimes like rape, assault, murder, shit like that. Because you're you're gay, so you, there's something wrong with your brain. Which, we, we know there's nothing wrong with it. But back in the 40s, it was still like, oh, you're one of them weirds, you know? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would have all the disrespectful yeah. comments. Yeah. But, I mean, during that investigation, nothing came of value um, in regard to the Phantom case. So it could have been, like, someone else wrote the letter? Possibly. Or it could have been, and I hate to say it because there are a lot of people that will do shit like this where they try to take credit for crimes that aren't theirs to get some notoriety. You know, that that could have been... That could have been part I feel like of the that's, case here, too. That's been a thing that we're usually we get like the homeless people or the hitchhikers that are going across country mm-hmm. that occasionally you're like, oh, I, I I admit to this. I admit to this and I admit to this. And all they know is like what was in the newspaper. They don't any, yep. know any of the finer points of murders. There was somebody I feel like not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, that admitted to a bunch of murders. And the only information he has that he's willing to like he could accept, like acknowledge well, what was in the papers. Right. And he was like, oh, I killed about 100 people, and I did this, and I did that. And it kept his name in the limelight, and they're like, there's no physical proof, no way he could have been in, like, maybe Maine or something like that and do this over out west with what – because he was homeless. I feel like that's a common thing occasionally, that they'll just throw it on one person, get it done, get it over with, and bury it. Just to close the case. Yeah. Like, yep, that's our guy. Um, I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of like places where it gets really cold. You see, like, a spike in, uh, in homeless people being arrested for, like, shoplifting and shit. Because they know if they get arrested for doing something stupid, they get to go to jail where it's warm and they get free, they get a meal out of it at least. Yeah, and at least a bed. You know, which you know, I can't blame them there. No. Um, you got that homeless guy around here that stole steak in the middle of winter and like, what the fuck? How are you going to cook this? Oh. And that's why he did it, though. Cause yeah, it was uh, two years ago. I was, at, I was working at another job and he was just... What? Oop. He got arrested for going into, I think, Hannaford's, the local Hannaford's, and just stole a bunch of steak, walked out, and got arrested. And he's like, oh, okay. Where, how are you going to cook this? I don't know. Just wanted it. No, take me to jail, please. Yeah. He was there for at least a couple weeks. Yeah, probably through the cold spell, mm-hmm. you know. So good. It, it sucks, but good for him. So, you know, you're not right. no, freezing to a fucking bridge doesn't or turn something. into a, a statistic. Yeah. So a few locals pointed the finger, and I think this guy right here could – potentially be the best suspect just because of his job a few locals pointed the finger at a local irs agent because as we all know the irs is fucking evil erwin r shyster i mean it's it's can't run that briefcase the irs sucks and this would not shock me at all if one of these bastards was actually out killing people other than just stealing their paychecks that's on you tax time is right around the corner i need that money so do i but they shouldn't be taken in the first place, but that's all right. That's a that's a different story, different show. Um, they blamed him because he was uh, he was kind of antisocial and he apparently had gotten on the town's bad side, as you know IRS people would, I would think. You know, nobody likes nobody likes tax collectors. They're a pain in the ass. Um, but if you get labeled as one thing, you know it's it's your downfall because right. well well it's you're on the people's downside because you're this. Well then, but then it's oh. He's also a shy, and and he was also this, and he was also that. So he could be it. Well, yeah, and also since people don't like him, like you're saying, if he's shy and reserved, just add that little bit of a bug in there. You know, I bet he does something. What do you think yeah. he does in that house? I think he's like an Ed Gein or something like that. He, I bet he touches kids. Oh, I bet he kills animals. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the rumor mill kicks up, and now that guy literally just goes home and crochets and knits all yeah. night. And because he knows everyone hates him, has no friends, and really all he wants to do is have one friend. He has mountains of knitted hats in the corner because he has no friends. <laughs> I got all these fucking hats and no friends. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the, it's like with uh, Sandlot, you know the the, yeah. the house 
Yeah. Or were they in a, all the balls get exactly. hit over the old man? The old man. Yeah, in and it's James Earl fucking Jones. Yeah, and no one forever. knows. They just think that, you know, they always get told, don't go over there because, you know, he's a killer or something yeah. like that. Well, he's got a killer dog. The old man in uh, Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. The old man that yes. did the salt in the sand. Like, oh, yes. God, you know he kills Better. people, right? Yeah. yeah. That's Shut true. the fuck up, bud. <laughs> fucking woof. He's spreading their remains. Yeah, he's just, yeah, it's salt. He's trying to keep being nice for the neighborhood. And that man had a great voice. And I mean, this would have this would have put this this poor guy in the same category as as the uh, the the gay kid that killed himself, where he would have been, you know, a quote a weird, you know, because he was, mm-hmm. you know, he just went home and didn't do anything, didn't talk to a lot of people, so he would have been in that same weird like category of oh, he's a little off, so yeah. he's got to be. You know. He invites you over, and you're just like, yeah, no thanks. So another man even claimed to have committed the murders in the middle of an attack of amnesia. This never even resulted in an arrest, because they're like, this guy's fucking nuts. Just whatever. You know, he's probably out picking cans on the side of the road, butt naked, and, you know, trying to get booze money or something with him. But in 1999 and 2000, a woman called a few of the families of the victims claiming to be the daughter of the Phantom, which kind of sounds like it could be the title of a comic book, you know? Daughter of the Phantom. There was the comic for the longest time that was known as the Phantom. That'd have been like DC, I think, right? Daughter yeah. of the Phantom. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Been, yeah. Billy Zane playing the Phantom in the live action film. <laughs> Billy Zane's awesome too, though. Hey, at least it could be. You know, turned out where you actually write a novel and you're you're the daughter of of a famous serial killer that you didn't know was a serial killer. No. And, you know. Yeah, dude, I saw that in the in the paper or the uh, one of those smut magazines in the in the checkout line. This girl didn't know her father was a uh, a serial killer. No shit. That would fuck it? my shit B- up. Was it? Oh, BTK. it was BTK's yeah. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Phantom. Oh, oh, fuck. I forgot about the Phantom. He was, yeah. Son of a bitch. I forgot about him. When? Um, so she apologized for the actions of her father and begged for forgiveness. Um, that part doesn't really make a lot of sense because we're about to get into our main menu prime suspect that a lot of people still to this day think is the Texarkana fandom and he's got a real interesting name I'm going to spell it for you and then I want you to try to figure out where you'd pronounce it Y-O-U-E-L-L is his first name Yol? I'm thinking Yol or Yule something like that wait hold on one second let's do this one more time yeah. spell it for me one more time Y Y O O U U E E. Double L. Double L. Yol Sweeney? Yes. I bet, uh, yeah, because, uh, was it, Yol Romero, a MMA fighter. His name's kind of spelled like that. Yeah, so we're, I, I've i heard Yao, I've heard Yol, and I've heard Yol. So Swedish? I don't know. His last name's Sweeney, which to me sounds Sweeney. English. Sweeney, Sweeney, either way. Hmm, I don't know. Who, so it's, why this guy? Because the reason that the the phone calls don't make any sense is because he never had a daughter. But again, let's let's talk about somebody else with a badass name. A man by the name of Max Tackett, which sounds like a fucking like sounds World like War Two superhero. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds like a fucking old school pro wrestler. Right. Well, Mister Tackett was a law enforcement officer from Arkansas who made a huge connection in the case. He found that previous to each one of the murders, a car had been reported stolen and then abandoned on the side of the road. This led the police to think that the Phantom was using stolen cars to go out to find these kids, then just dumping the cars and fucking beating feet out into the woods and going home. 
So like Grand Theft Auto style? Yes, pretty much. So you're stealing a car to go do something, then you just fucking take off on foot. Wait, this guy. Yep. That weird looking little fuck. He looks like a little nerd wiener, like a little bookworm. He does. He looks like he works in a library. Yeah. <laughs> However, he looks like he could have a mean streak. Well, we're about to talk about his mean streak. Hmm. Yeah, I think that could. It's a possibility. Yeah. I. I. That's 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 definitely a plausible thing. So let's let's go a little bit further here. The next time a car was reported stolen in the area of Texarkana, the police sprang into action and set up a stakeout. Hmm. And they found the stolen vehicle. They pulled it over, and they took the driver, whose name was Peggy Sweeney, into custody. Questioned her as to how, how the fuck did you come across having a stolen car? Peggy said that Yule had given her the car, and he was also a well-known car thief around the area of Texarkana, little towns in Arkansas, around the area in Texas. He was, he was a, a known car thief. He'd been arrested for it before. Mm. So after she told the police that he was a car thief, she had a lot more she had to tell him. She told them that Yule had uh, had told her more than once that he was the Phantom and he confessed to her that he had committed the attacks and the murders and made her promise not to tell anyone because if she did, he'd kill her. She gave the police details about the crimes that had not been released to the public so only the killer would have known this information other than the police. Before the police could pick up Yule, Peggy changed her story and said that the first thing had all been a lie. So wait, wait, wait. Backtrack just for a quick second. Sure. Yole is a counterfeiter car thief mm-hmm. married to a woman named Peggy. Mm-hmm. Tells his wife that, for randomly out of the blue, that he is the Phantom and that he's done all these killings. Affirmative. She then probably fears for her safety or just because, you know, get this man out of here because he's insane. I don't want to die. I don't want to be, a, you know, another victim. Tells the police all the information. Yep. Not just what's in the paper. Also stuff that's a little behind the scenes. Yes. Which jives with what they know. Yeah. Yes. So then when the police show up, now they don't have somebody that will is willing to test. So going off what he said, everything right. was matching up from what was said behind the scenes that was yes. not released. They get there. And now all of a sudden her stories change because yep. now they have no evidence really. They The leading star testimony of what they thought, who they thought it could be. Nothing. Yeah. But now, see. Hmm. Now, can't. Technically, she can change her story, right? I believe, because there's something called pillow talk in the judicial well, system where you technically, being your the spouse of someone else, they. At the time. You know, you can't really. At the time that they picked her up, they didn't know that, they, that her and Yule were married. So when, really? they, when they found this out, they went, fuck, we can't use any of this because it's illegal for a spouse to testify against their yeah. spouse. Well, also, and if the information wasn't like, uh, damn it, never mind, backtrack, forget yeah, it. Yeah, because it's the whole pillow talk thing. You know? Yeah. So while well, well, Yule remained an unofficial suspect, and it seemed like he, he was kind of untouchable to law enforcement at the time, that all changed in 1947 when Yule got nabbed for, get this, Guess what he got arrested for? Speeding. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what a shock. Stealing fucking cars. Did he have any weapons? Did he own weapons or? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right. So he gets he gets nabbed for stealing cars. When they picked up Yule, they had, uh, they, he had, had a pretty extensive criminal record. He'd been uh, previously charged with counterfeiting, burglary, assault, 
and he had spent a good stretch in the Texas State Penitentiary system. After he was released, he continued his career as a criminal and avoided capture for a while. But during the investigation, the police found uh, the police found some evidence that Yule had owned a Colt 32 revolver, which is the same handgun that was used in the murders. What well, same caliber? Same caliber, same make as what they were guessing it was because. I, I don't know if they can test if they had ballistic testing see. where they could test. Um, I doubt since they no. DNA was still right. fifty years like later. Right, but yeah, I think all they would do is match caliber bullets, match what it looked like, and maybe do a try to look at it and see if they could see any blood residue from True. when that dude got pistol whipped. Well, not buffaloed, whatever. But when you, when you think about it, though, how many prominent firearm manufacturers were there back then? You had Colt that made fucking. Damn near everything. Winchester. Winchester. Remington. Remington and Thompson. Thompson. There was... Uh, How many of them made handguns? You had Colt, Smith & Wesson at the time that made handguns. The rest of them hadn't gotten into it yet, as far as I know. Because Colt, Colt was like the name for handguns forever. And Smith & Wesson was there too. So it's a thirty-two caliber pistol. So if... I, I didn't... Like I said, I didn't do any of the research into it. But say... Colt was the only one making a 32 caliber revolver at the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if, I don't know if you can. I mean, unless it did say that they did, then that they did say, okay, well, they thought that it was, you know, that I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I can't. The only other thing I can come up with, too, is that, may, yeah, maybe you had the same gun. But also, this is during the time where they're telling people to start buying weapons, right. you know, to protect themselves, start, you know. Maybe doing whatever stole you, it. Yeah, stole it, or maybe he bought it from the local hardware store or something like that as, quote-unquote, protection, and if he ever got nailed with it, what do you have a pistol? You told us to have, you know, self-protection. Like, you know, you told us to have firearms, so mine is I mean, here just for... And being a criminal, you well, at that time, you, you, you didn't... There, there was, was no, no law. But no background checks. No. You just yeah, fucking you know, walked There was no in. law that said you couldn't Yeah, do you have cash? Weapon. That's all you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like we said, he had the thirty-two. Which was the same one that was used in all of the murders, except for uh, the, the murder of Virgil Stark, who was killed with a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yule claimed to have lost the gun in a card game, like playing uh, poker or whatever. Run out of chips, throw it on the table. Here, I'm going to bet that. Good excuse to not have it anymore, right? Yeah. When I lost it in a card game means I threw it in the lake or whatever. No, I bet there are some people that would bet a gun if they knew they weren't going to lose. Yeah, but if, if you had killed five people you're like well fuck i don't need that anymore Whoop, and just yeah. fuck it off out into a mud puddle or something so they so they looked so they knew that he had a 32 yes so they were like when they okay. searched his house they couldn't find it so they couldn't they, they searched the house because they they were told that he had a 32 because yep. they probably remember that from his wife so they searched for it couldn't find it but they did they find that they found the 22 no, no, no. They they didn't find the twenty two. Uh-huh. Another thing they did find in this house was a, a dress shirt that had the name Stark embroidered on the pocket. So there's that link to maybe he was the one that attacked the Starks and went in and burgled their house and stole a fucking shirt. Whatever, you know. Or maybe he went. Or maybe he went in after because it was a crime scene. It was still open. You know that could be too. Yeah, because we talked about that, too, with the social vo- uh, vultures that go through and will collect yeah. shit from shit like this. So, again, with the shirt, the police didn't really know if, if yeah, maybe this is for definite 
a connection yeah. or speculation. Or maybe maybe for example, he was uh maybe he was friends with with Virgil Stark and you know, he was over helping him out with something and got his shirt fucked up and Virgil's like, "Here, just take one of mine." And also also the That's era. possible too. That's an argument argument you can make as a lawyer. Like, well, maybe my client, you know, my client was friends with said victim and he had one of his shirts because he was helping him I don't know, changed the oil in his car or some shit like that, and he got all fucked up and dirty and needed a, a fresh shirt to go home in. And Mrs. Stark wasn't in any condition at the time, probably to... Yeah, she got her fucking her job blown off, pretty much. So. Yeah, but she wasn't in any position at that point to refute it. She probably exactly. was still in the hospital, maybe? Yeah. I would, imagine, I would imagine so. There's no bouncing back from a gunshot wound to the face. No. I mean, yeah, she could write, but... But still, though, imagine all the drugs she'd be on, like to try yeah, to I mean, reduce long, the pain. How long after the shooting did the, you know, did he get arrested? Well, this this was this was the the following years. This was nineteen forty seven. She was shot in nineteen forty six. Okay, so is she, I, mean, I still think yeah, there might be some lasting effects still, yeah. some PTSD. You know, she, she could have flat out blocked out the whole thing. Yeah, you know, but which but she, would she block out the fact that? Her, well, no, because she probably may not know who everybody that her husband knows. Right. This you know, was this was back in the time when your wife didn't need to know fucking anything that you were doing outside the house. Yeah, or she probably didn't have a dead job, so she probably she probably stayed home. Yeah. I can honestly say I've worked at the same place for eleven years, and my wife will not know everybody that I've worked with because occasionally there's people that come in, work there for a couple days, and then leave. Right. And then I will be walking through the grocery store and she'll be like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, I worked with them. Oh, I worked with them. Oh. See, my wife knows everybody I work with because there's only five of us and they're in the store all the time. <laughs> but it's still one of those things of it's like even with who you guys work with. Right. I may not know who you guys work with. You may not know who I work with. However, if I tell you I work with them, there you go. If not, then you're, there's just somebody else. Yeah. There's just a random person. Mm-hmm. So with Yoel Swinney hemmed up for Grand Theft Auto, the police attempted to pin the murders on him as well because they thought that they had motive. They thought they had motive. They thought they had enough evidence. It's all speculation. It's all circumstance. Hearsay. All circumstantial yeah. hearsay bullshit. Exactly. But he did have the history of violence and sexual assault and the car theft, which were all kind of making it look real good. Like you know, all yeah. we need is actual physical evidence, and we can just fucking. And they have that flick the key out the window on this guy. And they have that whole you know story from his wife, right? Which you know, yeah, could it be that she was just a little pissed off at him, or was she just scared? And was she afraid you know, of him, trying to get rid of him? And then like, mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, if if he's gone, maybe I don't have any income. I'm gonna lose the house, and yeah, you know. Well, also it'd be that time too. Would be probably not very good for the wife to yeah. throw the husband under the bus like that because she may catch a beat and if he gets loose exactly or the other people will be like you're not supposed to say that because a lot of times women were seeing that they have to be in the kitchen they all they have to be here mm-hmm. they have to be the homemaker which is not the case but a lot of times that was the view of the era right of the time of like you're not allowed to do anything else except for xyz if you do anything other than XYZ, I have all rights to beat the shit out of you. Or the, the, the term barefoot pregnant in the kitchen existed for a reason. Yeah, as much as it's a Which is disgusting yeah. time, but that was, we lived through that time. And another thing is during the questioning, uh, Yule never once denied his innocence. And when he was asked any questions, he just wouldn't say anything to the police. He'd just fucking boop, go dead behind the eyes and just sit there and not, not speak to him. So basically plead the fifth. Yeah, he... It, it was more like mafia style, like, I'm not saying nothing. 
you think you got me? Fucking prove it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know. He wasn't uh, Israel Keys where he's like, well, hey, let well, me tell you. Well, now that you got me, gee shucks, let me tell y'all a story. <laughs> um, well, that is kind of different because we've seen with other um, other serial killers, a lot of times they just want you. They just want to open their mouth and tell about everything. Jeffrey Dahmer. They're an open book and like they just want to gossip about every fucking thing. Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer is a perfect example of that because once he got caught, he was kind of like, Thank God you guys got me, because now I can actually tell you what I've been doing. Dahmer, Bundy, Bundy was hypothetical. Ed Gein. Yeah, Ed Gein, Gein would, was would tell you a story about his entire life story because he just wanted somebody to talk yeah. to. Yeah, um, he he'd had, tell you his fucking life story for a slice of pie and uh, cheddar cheese on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> Kemper, Cad Kemper. Yeah, yeah, because Kemper, you know, well, he hey. was one of the main people. Hey, do you want an egg sandwich? I can get you an egg sandwich. Would you, you like a, would you like some milk? You want some do, pizza? Do, okay. Yeah. Do you guys I, hey, I'm, guard, guard. And do you guys know that he's narrated like something like 700 books on tape? Yeah. He, <laughs> and that's the thing is like there are certain ones that will just talk about everything and there's others that will just shut down and be like, not say a fucking Motherfucker, word. Motherfucker, could you imagine if they could get podcasting equipment into jail and have like Ted Bundy and fucking Ed Kemper do a show? Well, I would listen to that motherfucker all too bad Ted day Bundy's long. dead. I know, but if he was still... A- <laughs> I was going to say something like... Oh. No, what, what I'm saying is like... Isn't he dead? But, but like you've, if up, you've heard his interviews and stuff... Charlie Manson... If you've heard Ted Bundy's interviews and shit, he was like he was a very intelligent guy. Ed Kemper's a pretty fucking smart guy. And just to listen to those two talk, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be listening to this, but I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've got to. I've got to hide in the closet in my basement when nobody's home to listen to this. <laughs> but I, I. I don't know. I. I wouldn't think those two would could be in the same room though. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, of uh, Ed Kemper and Herbert Mullen. Those. No, two no, no, no. no. I, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, Kemper and and oh, dude, uh, Bundy. Because I don't know. They'd have loved it. And then like, so what did you do with them after you killed them? Oh, I used to like wash their hair and put them in makeup. Yeah, I cut my mom's head off and put it on a mantle and yelled at it for a few hours. That's pretty interesting, too. Maybe I should come over next time. We can yell at her together. <laughs> no, before he did that, he said, I, I fucked her head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because then I to- yelled at her and said, now, Mom, you've had sex. Yeah. <laughs> so Dirty, dirty, dirty. Anyway, back to the... Yeah, so back, back to the fucking ranch here. This is where the, the police really fucked up with Yol Sweeney. Because part, during part of the investigation, they tried a, quote, truth serum on him, which they fucked up, which resulted in the investigators no longer being able to further question him about the Moonlight murders. They could talk to him about the car theft and stuff like that, but they could no longer say, so did you kill these people? Did you kill this did person? Did they mess him up? They fucked him up. to the point They that melted his brain? They fucked him up to the point that a doctor had to, like, come in and say, okay... You guys can't question him about this anymore. We have a lawyer saying you can no longer question him because you gave him this bullshit without his consent and without his lawyer's consent. So now you can no longer question him on that. Way to go, dummies. It's, it's like during uh, during a trial when they bring Inadmissible. in... Inadmissible. Exactly. When they bring in evidence that's like, oh, we have new evidence that we've seen but nobody else has. Well, fuck you. You're not using it now. Huh. So it becomes. The, but it, did did it really met? Did it did it mess him up? Did it not psychologically per, not mess him up? No. Not permanently. It it landed him like in the hospital, like probably like, sick convulsions. Yeah, like they fucked him up enough that they couldn't talk to him about it anymore. Uh-huh. 
So Yule remained in prison until 1973. Um, a lot of his cellmates did tell stories that he had told them, including details. For, what do you say? Oh, sorry to interrupt you. What do you? Why oh, he, was he in jail he, for? He was in the pen for the car theft stall. Oh, okay, okay. So, so he. Uh, a lot of his cellmates were telling stories about um, him telling him like details that only the police would have known, only the killer would have known about all these murders. Uh-huh. So that would definitely lead you to think that Yul Sweeney may be the man behind the burlap sack, I guess. Um, or he was just telling stories just so that he could get cred in prison. But how how would he how would good. he have these details? Well, there wasn't there um, unless he had connections in the law enforcement and the, the department, maybe. Yes, yeah, because Dorothea Puente, she would actually make she was making friends with them over time. That's true. And there was also another. I feel like another serial killer that did that was like. He would meet him in the bar. Ed talk Kemper. To him. Yeah. Yeah. Weird how he keeps coming up. Yeah. He he was a he was a but, fucking cop groupie. Yeah. He would go <laughs> talk to him and figure out what they would know and you know chill and relax and like oh we're fun let's we're boys and all this other stuff and he find out more and more and be like okay now I know what I have to change what I have to adjust. Yeah. I know what, what I can't they, do. I know what they know so now I know what not to do. Yeah. But they don't know what I know so I know what I know only know. So in 1994, Yul Sweeney died a free man, never once having admitted to the murders that took place in Texarkana. Mm. And there's still a lot of people that consider him to be the most realistic suspect for, for the killings. So they never there was so there's no others. Well, here's 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 where shit gets a little interesting because it takes a little bit of a twist. June 1st, 1948, 21-year-old Virginia Carpenter left Texarkana by train, headed towards Denton, Texas, where she was going to attend the Texas State College for Women. On the train, she met a fellow student named Marjorie Webster, and when the train stopped, they shared a cab to the campus because they were going to the same place. Why not? Fuck it, you know? So the cab driver was a man named Edgar Ray. His nickname is Jack. I'm not sure where you get Jack from Edgar, but whatever. Uh, Zachary. He dropped Webster off at the Fitzgerald dormitories and then continued to uh, Breckenridge Hall, where Carpenter would be staying for her semester. Uh, Zachary reported that he saw Carpenter when she got out of the car, approach two young men in a yellow convertible outside the dorm. He said it seemed like she knew that at least one of them and seemed excited to have seen them. The next day, Zachary returned to the hall with some of Carpenter's luggage that she had uh, forgotten at the train station, so he got paid to go back, pick it up, bring it back. Uh, he placed the trunk at the at the front door of the hall and just left. You know, he did his job, left it there, whatever. Nobody would ever claim the luggage, and the previous night would be the last time that Virginia Carpenter would be seen alive. On June 4th, Carpenter's boyfriend and her mother uh, would report her missing. Within days, search parties would be checking the local area for any clues of, of uh, Virginia's whereabouts. Drivers of every yellow convertible that they could find were stopped and questioned. The cab driver, Zachary, was questioned, and they went so far as to give him a polygraph test to see what he knew. That was back when everybody thought they actually still worked, because polygraph tests are a fucking joke. Um, so, so it would be fun to hook your, like get hooked up to one or hook up right? somebody and just ask them the most random questions. <laughs> Do you really like tacos, or is it just the word? <laughs> Can it be both? That's not the right answer. Yes Wrong. or no? <laughs> just fucking going all over the place I like certain components of tacos I don't like tomatoes <laughs> that's why it registered as a lie I apologize okay so before too long uh, the rumors of Carpenter's disappearance made it back uh, back home to Texarkana Virginia Carpenter and this is where it gets weird personally knew 
three of the victims of the Phantom. Which led some people to think that maybe she'd been a target. Maybe she had gotten some suspicions of who it was. And maybe this was just the Phantom tying up some loose ends. Or maybe it was just a coincidence that because she lives in the same damn town. Right. Exactly. That's... But, you know... I mean, you don't know if the others knew the others who you knew the others. I mean, so... I mean, it's, it's a small town and these are young yeah, kids. So, exactly. I mean, everybody probably knows everybody. So the theories are that the killer could have followed her on the train or that the killer could have been one of the men that she was talking to in the yellow car. Mm-hmm. And, of course, those two guys in the yellow car, no names. In 1959, a wooden box was found buried full of female remains that match the description of Carpenter. The remains were sent to Austin for examination, but by the time they got to Austin to be examined, the landowners the, the landowners confessed to digging them up from a local graveyard. What the fuck? Wait. What? So this wooden box full of human remains that would match her description was brought in by a local farmer. Yep. And they yep. were they were sending it to Austin because I'm I'm guessing they had a crime lab there because it's the capital it's their big town. By the time the remains got there, the farmer the farmer was like, eh, I kind of lied to you. I dug him up at an old graveyard. Why the fuck would you do that? Well, maybe you just wanted to get some attention. That probably yeah. In 1998, a man called the police claiming to know where Carpenter was buried. So that's quite a quite a stretch later. That's. Uh, almost 40 years later, 39 years later. 48 to what year? 59 to 98. Oh, okay. So like 40 years. So he led them back to the women's college in Denton where she, uh, where she was supposed to be going to school. The search came up empty. Uh, Carpenter's disappearance, uh, disappearance. She (laughs) We should turn into a drinking game every time we screw up speaking. So Carpenter's disappearance casts some doubt on the guilt of Yul Sweeney. Because he was in prison. Exactly. Because when she disappeared, he was still fucking locked up. So, Unless he had a partner. So if this was a phantom wow. killing, see, that's what a lot of people don't think, is maybe there was a second person doing this. Maybe he stole the cars for for him. and Kill the people so that way Yol could steal the cars. Because you have to think about it like this, yeah. though. How many witnesses know what he looked like, got a good look at him? He was wearing a, sat- a satchel. One person got a decent look at this guy. Well, I'm sorry, two. Two. The first two got a decent look at this guy, but it's a fucking burlap bag. But how 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 good of a look did they get? Because they were scared. The they couldn't. Fuck they out they of didn't minds. even know. They didn't even know if this guy was white, black, Hispanic, anything. They couldn't fucking tell that far about him because he was in like coveralls, kind of. Yeah, that one a, lady, that a, one girl thought that he was black because he spoke kind of jive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how how the fuck do you really know? who we're looking for here you know mm-hmm. or is this guy smart enough knows enough about the town because he lives in the town and is like okay so i can get away with this because it sounds familiar so they're probably gonna blame the hell out of this other guy right and i'm scot-free so my get my my thought on this case on this murder is this is a copycat this is somebody trying to do the same thing or whatever, and it just so happened that the person that got killed was from the same fucking town. A coincidence, completely. Or but, they had nothing. Or they have. Or the had two absolutely crimes. nothing to do with each yeah. other, but they linked them together because because she, she was know. from that town. Yeah. 
So like we talked about last week, there's a really good chance, at least in my mind, I think there's a decent chance that after everything happened with the Stark family at the Stark house when he attacked him there, there's a good chance that he might have just fucking split and left town because there were attacks like that match this MO all over the country, including Son of Sam, which we that's obviously not because we know who he is. We know his backstory. We know all that shit. Uh, Il Mastro, which was the monster of Florence who killed 14 to 16 people in Florence, Italy between 1967 and 1985. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, the, the, the link there is the same 22 rifle because he was killing people with the 22 rifle. It's flimsy. It's that will not fucking it, hold yeah. up in court at all. Also having to travel across country. and Well, at that time you could. Yeah. You could get on a plane and just go to fucking Italy. Just yeah. With, with whatever, and you didn't really doesn't really make a bit of difference what you have with you, right? But the biggest one for me that really kind of sticks out, and we mentioned this already, there's a lot of similarities between this and the Zodiac murders. A, a lot, a yes. lot, a lot, a lot of similarities. Not a little, but a lot. So, before we get into the the Zodiac stuff, there's there's some, a couple more things I really wanted to talk about. In 1946, a young couple, uh, Elaine Eldridge and Lawrence Hogan, who were parked outside of uh, Dania Beach in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when someone approached their vehicle with a very bright flashlight and shot both of them with a 32 caliber semi-automatic pistol. Not a revolver this time because they found casings. Even though it wasn't a revolver, like we just said, it's very similar to the killings in Texarkana. Florida and Texas are right fucking there. They're just across the water. Could have very easily hopped on a plane and flown to Florida in less than an hour. Maybe, well, probably more than an hour because no. Texarkana is like middle of the state kind of. It's probably like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's a, a hop, skip, and a jump, and he's in Florida. But more than likely at that time, you're not going to take a plane from Texas to Florida. You're going to drive. Right. So you're looking at maybe... Eight hours. Maybe so, no, no. a little more. So, again, just like the, the killings in Texarkana, no fingerprints, no footprints at the scene. Now, back into the, the Zodiac stuff. Before we – let's talk about the, the similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Zodiac and the Phantom both targeted young couples in secluded areas. They were both very proficient with a, uh, with a handgun in all situations, basically. Mm-hmm. And they both wore homemade masks. Yep. So – that's not where the similarities end, though. So the first Zodiac killing was December 20th, 1968, and the last of the Moonlight Murders was May 3rd, 1946, which left a 22-year gap between the end of the Moonlight Murders and the beginning of the Zodiac Murders. So if you figure the Phantom in his 20s to 30s, somewhere in there, when he started all this, he could have very realistically been the same person, just older, more experienced. <clears throat> Where, 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 I don't want to interrupt you, but where was that? What was the beach? Uh, it, it was uh, Dan, uh, Dania Beach, D-A-N-I-A Beach. D-A-N-I-A. Sorry. No, oh, no problem. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like 17 hours trip. For driving? Uh-huh. Okay, so you probably... Eh, probably hopped on a plane. Yeah, that, that'd be... Or could have caught a bus. Or could a bus. Have got a train. Yeah, because buses were big back then. And Texarkana is a train town. True. 
And even if you didn't have a ticket, you could hop on a train and just ride one of those trains all straight down. Dude, True. fucking hobos do it all the time on TV yeah. shows. True. <laughs> no, I mean, well, that time. Because I was actually with you guys. I thought, like, oh, this is a simple drive. No big deal. Yeah. And then we forget how big where we live. Texas is fucking huge. Huge. <laughs> Bigger than VT. But, yeah, that, I mean, still, that's still 17 hours by vehicle. It's, it's which still, could doable. still doable. Still doable. Yeah. Especially if you know how to steal cars. And when, when was the last, what was the last, uh, was 47? 46. Was the last uh, shooting? Was the last of the of the Moonlight Texas murders. Canada. Yes, okay. it was in 46. So, and then 48, this next one happened? This, no, it was this, the same year. The one in Florida was in 46 as well. Okay, same year. Forty six. Didn't say. It just it just said nineteen forty six. Okay, you so it could have bitches. been later in the year or whatever. Because the last of the the last of the moonlight murders was in March, so this could have been fucking July for all we know in nineteen forty six. Or it could have been sooner than that. And yeah, it, <clears throat> shit, he could have walked there and still killed him in nineteen forty six. True. Or he, like you said, you know, could have hopped the train. Right. You know, because forty six, we're coming out of, we're coming out of depression. We're in that depression and coming out of it. Depression era. Life's good. We just fucking won World War Two, you yeah. know. Shit's shit's fucking finally starting to pick up for the good old USA, you know. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're you know people are but people are still, you know, feeling the the wrath of depression. Yeah, you know we're we're but we're slowly climbing out. Yeah. So I'm just gonna start back off with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the first of the Zodiac killings was December twentieth, the nineteen sixty eight. The last of the Moonlight Murders was May 3rd. I'm sorry, it was May, not March. It was uh, May 3rd, 1946, which left a 22-year gap between the end of the Moonlight and the beginning of the Zodiac killings. So if you figure, you figure the fandom to be a man in his 20s or 30s, could have very realistically still been the Zodiac at, you know, 40 or 50. Because the Zodiac, like... the the. There picture was, that they have of him, the one police drawing that they have of him, you can't really tell how old the guy is. No, because the same thing as uh, the Moonlight, where he had something over his head. And he was wearing but, full clothes. He's not wearing anything revealing. Right. What but, we, but there is that one police sketch of him without the mask, where he's just got the fucking stereotypical, like every dude had in the fucking 50s, like the flat top hair and the big wide, uh, wide frame uh, glasses. He looked like my grandfather, for Christ's sakes. He looks yeah. like everybody's grandpa. You know? that, uh, what's the... Uh, yeah, there's... I don't know, can't think of the haircut type. It's a flat top or a buzz cut or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was thinking bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been if he was in the uh, serial killer in the fucking 80s. <laughs> 90s. 90s. Cool so the biggest difference between the Phantom and the Zodiac is that the Phantom avoided media attention at all costs and the Zodiac liked to fuck with the police. Well, maybe this was the process of escalation. So my theory is exactly what you just said. If the Phantom started out robbing people at gunpoint, stepped it up to sexual assault and murder, is it really too far out of the realm of reality to go, maybe this is his next step. Maybe he's, you know, because maybe he's stepping shit up because the Zodiac attacked a couple in broad fucking daylight at one point in time. So I don't think it's too far to go. You but know, then he only did that once. Right. And then it was like, okay, that's enough. I'm Same no- with the, the 22 murders. Uh-huh. Tried but it then, once, won't again. But then. Three-star murder. <laughs> but the. But the oh. Uh, Call back. <laughs> but now, let's jump back. Because the people in Florida, flashlight. Yep. On them. Killed them like that. Yep. Okay. Zodiac. Same thing, flashlight, 
killed him. Zodiac taped a flashlight to his pistol, which would have just been you're freeing up a fucking hand. It's true. But another thing the Zodiac tried once, wouldn't again, was he stabbed somebody, mm-hmm. which is kind of like maybe maybe he's trying to mix shit up. Get if okay, so if we go with what you're saying, getting older, he's going to need stuff that's easier for him to maneuver, easier for him to work with. Right. So with the flashlight, maybe he needs to have a fair a spare hand, so he tapes it to his barrel. Exactly. Um, switching things up, like in daylight, maybe he was just like, I'm getting sick and tired of going out. It was at night. People are starting to know this stuff. Maybe I can come off as like a simple mugger. Like if he is getting older, he's going to try new techniques, and he's had time to. Wait, whatever. And he's obviously not stupid. Exactly. Because he then he hasn't been caught. Neither yeah, one of them. Hasn't Twenty been fucking years. Twenty two years. If this is the same guy, and if you think he's maybe he's been doing this like across the country for twenty, you know, twenty plus years, he's honing his craft. He's learning what works. He's experimenting, shit like that. But maybe, maybe the escalation with the the whole thing with fucking the police is fucking the police. He liked. <laughs> Oh, this just turned into an NWA song all of a sudden. <laughs> oh man, it turned into a sexy song. But maybe, maybe the escalation of fucking around with the police was the thrill of trying to stay one step ahead of law enforcement and like, I you know liking being chased, maybe wanting to be stopped but not going to stop himself. Mm-hmm. Or it could be like what I was saying, where it could be someone that was inspired and doing a copycat killing, and he knows what you know the Phantom did. And he kept researching it. And 20 years later, a lot of times I would assume those records would be released. Yeah. So then that means that he could easily call around and be like, oh, he's just a college student calling and looking for the information on what was done because he wanted to write a paper on it. And now he can have the entire police report or most of the police report like right there in front of him. And now he has all the information. Look how much information you got on this. Yeah. From one source. From one source, not even like searching around, not calling around, not asking all these other questions to these uh, law enforcement agencies. And you could feasibly do this because you kind of have an idea of what he's done and yep. how he, you know, you know his techniques and his motives. You may not know who he is or why he did it, but you actually have an understanding. But, and yeah, you know, at the same time, if he wasn't and he just stopped off in Texarkana, was there for a little while, did this. Okay, I'm moving the hell on because the heat's getting on to me. Exactly. Okay. Move yeah, to, fuck go, the heat, man. Go to Florida. Do the one that you know harder. of. Get maybe, back at somebody. Maybe, maybe something else. Then you move on. Move to go to Oklahoma, go whatever. And then you're, boom, you're in California. And you do whatever X amount that he did in California. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he stopped. Yep. Well, Why? why? Dead. dead, old, you know. Carried on the mantle here. You take on this, you God, know, oh, this could gimmick. Could you imagine if there was like a generational serial killer out there? I bet there has been. Like a where, fucking, uh, like a Dread Pirate Roberts kind of deal. Like, like the Phantom, the comic book character. We've already talked oh, about it. Good book. Good book idea. <laughs> but much, much like most small towns where something weird or tragic has happened in the past, um, like Kelly Hopkinsville, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Bluff Creek, California. The town, like over the years, had somewhat embraced the dark past of what had happened. Uh, every year, every year on Halloween in Spring Lake Park, where Je- uh, where Betty Joe Booker's body was found, they do a screening on Halloween night, 
of the 1977 Charles B. Pierce film, The, uh, the Town That Dreaded Sundown. Fun fact here for Seth, because I actually probably both of you guys, because you were both older than me. Bitch. The actor that played the Phantom in the movie was the voice of Dirge in the run of Transformers that ran from 1985 to 1987. The film is shot much in the same style as like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, where it's like kind of gritty, kind of grainy, a lot of natural yeah. light. They shot it a lot of, you know, like after dark. He was a conehead. You know, so it's 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 a it's a pretty fucking neat movie. If you like if you like those movies or you like uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, the, Rejects, grainy style. the gritty grainy wasn't by per- wasn't, you know, on no, purpose. No, it was no, no, just no. Because that's what they had to exactly. work with. Yeah, but, but that's but, a specific style, which is awesome. It's, yeah, it's For like, me personally, I like love that kind house. of stuff. Yeah. But if, if you if you like those kind of movies, you can go right on YouTube and watch this one for free. The full length movie. And it's I watched most of it last night. It's pretty fucking good. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's better than I expected it to be. Then I guess in like twenty fourteen they remade it, which I haven't seen that one yet, but the image that I used for last week's episode when I put it up on Facebook is actually from that movie where he's just like blue overalls, gloves, and like it wasn't a burlap sack. It looked more like a pillowcase that had been pulled down and tied around the neck mm-hmm. with the eye holes cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I've got for this one. I mean, I I had a fucking blast looking into this because I got to just fucking I dove ass first into this thing. This is right up your butt. Yeah this this one was right up my butt. I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, so what do you, what do you guys what do you guys think of that one? I think it's a cool topic. Like it's one of those ones where it kind of leaves a lot of room for speculation and well, when we discussion. speculated the shit out of it. <laughs> well, then also it leaves a lot of like idea for discussion and yeah. having different thoughts and why certain things happened and you know which, these oh, like things open for discussion. I should say. Yeah, which you get a lot more with like these unsolved murders like this where. Because you assume that it's the same person. I think it's a copycat or the evolution of somebody carrying on a mantle, even though it should have never been carried on. Yeah. No, that mantle should have been fucking burned. I think it's it's a possibility for either or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like, it could be anything. You, yeah. You can make a discussion for that. You can make it that it was just a weird common occurrence that two people have the same exact thing. Yep. Because, I mean, well, during that time, you're going to get most of your news from... Radio. In the newspaper. In the newspaper. Yep. No TV. Sometimes radio. when you go to the movies. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. They would have yeah. the, the news before. Newsreels, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pre- Our boys landed on Normandy Beach, and they're going to take it to the Huns. And now you can watch your cartoons. <laughs> I remember watching a movie one time. I was they're like, going to take shit, it to the Nazis. That's Either real. way. <laughs> they called them the Huns. Jerry's, whatever. Either way. Jerry's. What? You never heard him referred to as Jerry's? Are you fucking kidding me? I thought the Jerry's were... The no, dude. No. No, those are Tommies. I don't... Whatever. <laughs> Who are the Geralds? I don't know. That's the fancy German. Ah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Jerry's, sure. the Huns, Nazis. They called them all kinds of shit. We won't the talk... assholes. We won't talk about what they called the Japanese because that was really fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've ever seen... Uh, if you've ever seen the propaganda, like... Posters and shit. Like, holy Christ. Well, anybody has seen that. Y'all ever seen a bucktooth vampire? Now you have. Fuck. But 
yeah, yeah. that's that's what I got for uh, pretty cool, man. Tex Arcana. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of speculation. A lot of you know, like, hey, hmm, could it be this or that? But that's the cool thing is we can, is this is a case where you can speculate on it, and not go, well, that's not actually what happened. You can speculate until you're fucking blue in the face on this one and come up with all kinds of crazy shit. Like, had fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, not much speculating on, you know, what Ed Kemper did or what, you know, John Wayne Gacy did. Well, or the only speculation you get there is numbers. No. Well, only speculation for John Wayne Gacy is whether or not he was storing the bodies. No, he was. <laughs> it's not mine. I'm holding on to it for a friend. <laughs> the fucking high school weed excuse. <laughs> I still want to know what these people like are doing, like what they're doing now, if they're alive, if they're dead, like what what's going on in their life, like yeah. what do they watch? What are they what are they doing? Do they have families? Do they have? Well, I would say that a lot of those people are pretty damn old. Yeah, Gacy's toast. His last words were "kiss my ass." He got killed. Uh, but no, I mean like I, no, no the, not the, those guys. The, the, I'm talking. Oh, like yeah, I'm talking about ones. Texarkana, the Zodiac. Like I want to know what they're doing now. Like are they listening to this show? Do they have their own podcast? Are they actually like an actor or an actress or something like that? Like, you don't know. I've got a feeling that the Texarkana Phantom is probably dead by now because these were taking place in the 40s. So I would have put him probably born in the teens or 20s. So he's probably dead by now. If not, he's real fucking crusty and old. Yeah. But it's just one of those things I'm always curious by that of like, yeah. what what are they doing and it did, in it, present day? Yeah. And did, uh, you know, my, my thing with the whole thing is, well, okay, he stopped. Yeah, it stopped there, but then you you draw similarities. Okay, well here, then you can draw a line to here, then here. Well, did he actually stop with the zodiac? Did the zodiac thing? You know, was this person the same as the zodiac, or was this person the zodiac? And then it turned. He went to a different place because you know. Well, becomes somebody totally different. Yeah, totally yeah. different. You know, it's just not. They're not drawing the lines because. It, Back back then, like, especially in, like, the 60s and 70s, like, with the Zodiac, police departments within the same town, like, the same city, wouldn't fucking communicate with each other in something like this because they wanted to crack the case. Yeah, because, you know, that meant more eyes on them. That meant more funding for their department. They weren't. Yeah. They didn't want to fucking work with There's other no such, local... No such like, thing as teamwork. No. And nowadays, it's like you can't fucking fart cross-eyed without somebody else knowing about it, like with all the security footage and shit that we have now. Yeah, and there's so much shit going on in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. In this country, yeah. uh, you know, besides, you know, some psycho, you know, shooting people or some wacko, as they would call him. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be a psycho. It'd be dope so fiend. Wacko, you know, <laughs> some... He's some, on the dope. He must yeah. be a murderer, you know? Yeah, just some, some wacko just shooting people for no good reason every once in a while. Cough, cough, David Berkowitz. Yeah, but I mean, then, but then you got you know, everything going on, civil rights movement, you know, the the pride marches, the this, the, that. Then you, then they come along to David Berkowitz, I who, mean, the, who held the city of New York in hostage. hostage the, the 1970s were legitimately the golden age for American serial killers. You will never see that again because there were so many of them active all at a the good same thing. time. Oh it's God, yes, probably a good thing. Fuck. Well, did, what was it? I saw something. I enjoy being able to walk around and yeah. not have to worry about. Well, am I going to die today? Was well, as I saw was on saw it or heard it or something that they said that at any given time in the United States, there's a, like what 
an, like one, maybe two serial killers the, active. It's usually about five is the thing that I saw. Yeah. And there's also also a thing that you know, in your lifetime, you are more than more than likely going to walk past a murderer at least three times in your life. Let's walking down the street or something. You're more more than likely going to walk past a murderer in your life. Well, I'm glad I don't walk. Right. <laughs> You know, and we're not we're not talking like somebody who maybe killed somebody in combat or something like that. We're talking like cold blood, like just went out and fucking mm-hmm. dusted somebody. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably a good thing that we've got all the security footage and shit now that we like we have, because you'll never see that kind of a spike in serial killers ever again. Good and bad you, to you have Big could, Brother watching over you. Yeah, you could never get away with that nowadays. Not in the United States. Like, if you were in a third world country or somewhere like that, you could probably do it. Not here. They will never, never have another serial killer like what we had in the 70s ever again. I wouldn't say never. Yeah, there was a police officer in New York that was killing people and keeping their bodies in his freezer and eating them. Yeah. I wouldn't say never. But, I mean, I'm talking, like, numbers-wise. Somebody like like, uh, Gacy who killed 30-some-odd people or Gary Ridgway who, if you believe him, killed 100 people, 100 prostitutes. I don't think you'll ever see numbers like that again. Or Ted Bundy, where they don't know what the number is. Eh, they usually land in like the teens, twenties, somewhere in there. But that's what they can pin him on. They, you know, like they said, they don't know the number because they don't know the actual number. Right. You know, and he started in the seventies. Or uh, you've got like Otis Tool and uh, fuck, what was the other guy's name? Anyway, who took credit for like two hundred fucking murders? Yeah. Because he's a drifter, like, you know, whatever. But whatever. He was taking credit for shit that he definitely didn't do. So, with that said, that was this is a, that was a good this is a good topic. Yeah, it was a good series. I you like know. I like doing series. It's fun. Yeah. Um, Keeps me busy. And <laughs> you know what we should do? What's that? Go get zebra cakes. We should go get zebra cakes. There we but go. We should Call also, back. We should also first talk about our sponsors. Yeah, so Studio. You want to have a pair of headphones, earbuds, that uh, you want to listen to this podcast and listen to episodes like this one and not have it so that everybody else can hear you, go to studio.com and look up what they have. And if you want noise canceling so that you can't hear somebody creeping up on your car with a thirty-two caliber pistol, they've got the Klar, which are over the ear, which are noise canceling headphones, which are fucking will, excellent looking. Everybody loves noise canceling and not be able to hear somebody come up behind them. Right. And if you, I'm sorry, not if, but when you go onto their website and find what you're looking for, put in Dark Windows 15 at the promo code, take 15% off. And Seth, you've got something to talk about, right? No. You got a thing. Oh, fine. (laughs) Always got to bring me in when I don't want to talk about the most spectacular hobby tool known to man. And that is the hobby holder. Like I said at the beginning of the show, head on over to GameEnvy.net, and that way you can see the amazing hobby holder. You can pick out what you like in the colors and the variety of styles that you like. There's also other amazing little hobby tools like the Brush Bastion, the Paint Puck, the... Oh, what's that thing called? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's right. They have their own little miniature now. It's a knight. What? Yeah, kid. What? Yeah, they got a whole best of other amazing little things because with Valentine's Day right around the corner, you know you got to go over there, pick out something for the people that you love, people that you kind of like, people that you don't like but you want them to paint miniatures for you. Head on over there. 
then once you go there, you find what you like, you put all that fun stuff in the checkout cart, and then you put in the promo code BROADSTONE at checkout, and you will save yourself 10% off the entire order. And where and else can you get miniatures, though? So I, I don't know anywhere else I can get them. Well, if you want to get miniatures or anything miniature game related, card game related, comic book related, collectible related, head on over to dicehead.com. Home of, what is it? What? Wow, you uh, keep was, up that shitty transition. Anyway, we'll go right back to where we <laughs> go before. I was like a fucking Dice mile Head away. Amateur hour, folks. That is Dicehead Games. You go there, you pick out what you like, you see what you like, you put in all that fun little stuff in your cart, and you get some amazing products. However, if you're into a game system and you want to get out of an old game system, and you're like just seeing stuff collecting dust, you're never going to paint it, you're never going to touch it, you're never going to detail it, you're never going to do anything with it except for just get yelled at by your significant other like why don't you get rid of this why don't you shut up and get rid of some of those shoes or those <laughs> pants those pants are ugly anyway you get too many socks too many socks and too much underwear because no one likes wearing underwear on the weekends no anyway so what you do is you take pictures of those miniatures whether they're on the sprue off the sprue painted detailed non-painted non-detailed glued non-glued doesn't matter you send them pictures you tell them that you want to sign up for the trade-in program and then after two to three days, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less, depending on what you have, because they're doing that one thing. They're researching. They're making sure that they have the best possible price for you guys. And you can send them this stuff, and you can put it towards store credit. And then you can put it towards whatever you like. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Also, we have another thing. We have another thing? Yes. We also want to say, hey, uh... Send in your artwork. Yes, we are for still, the contest. We are still taking applications up until uh, March first. Send it to darkwindowspod Boom. at gmail dot com. Yes, enter to win a pair. Well, not really enter to win because whoever is the winner will get a pair. Yes, we said a pair of your own studio headphones and a sticker they also get a sticker everyone gets yep. a, sticker. a sticker and a sticker you are you are gonna get a pair of regents which is what we are currently using doing the show they are awesome headphones i would not lie to you about it they've got like 24 hours of of uh battery life when you're running them on bluetooth you can run them on bluetooth or auxiliary they're m- crazy comfortable i have never had a nicer pair of headphones than the ones i'm wearing right now Mm-hmm. And then if you do win, you can also go onto their website. You can use our discount code, and you can buy replacement caps like the ones I got, the blue marble that match my kitchen, the green marble, I'm sorry, that, that match my kitchen floor, which is kind of fucking cool. But they get all kinds of different colors. It's it's awesome. Like, go check them out. Uh, do it. And, you know, again, send in your artwork, and we will be picking a winner uh, and announcing it on our one-year anniversary episode. Yeah. Are we going to have to do something on my one year anniversary of joining the show? Uh, I don't maybe. know. Maybe we'll touch butt or something. Yes. We can do that, but damn, I can't believe it's almost one year. We're getting real fucking close, man. You guys are old. Yeah. I know. Wow. Feels like we've been doing it a lot longer for some it reason. Is. Fuck. One year, and we have, I think we've uh, just about grown, but we'll talk more about that later on. Yeah. And just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that there's not somebody out there with a pillowcase over their head looking at you with a rifle. No. No, that's not right. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that there's not somebody creeping up behind your car while you're listening to this in the dark. Yes, maybe, possibly. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Kisses. 
Lots of love. Thank you and good night.